Welcome to the One Voice Podcast, presented by the voice of Motown, featuring three of West Virginia's finest young men who try to give a voice to 1.8 million Mountaineer fans. Brandon Lester, Josh Cox, and your host, Clark Johnson. Take it away, Clark. All right, everyone. Welcome to another edition of One Voice of Motown. I'm your host this week, Clark Johnson. I'm here with Josh Cox. LWV. And I'm here with Brandon Viagraman Lester. Oh, my God. It has made a return. No, I don't think okay, so. Yeah, I'm here with Brandon Lester. <laughs> you didn't say hello. Hey, what's okay. up? But anyway, we're going to jump right into it this week, guys. Uh, Mike Gundy, as he does quite a bit, he has once again put his foot in his own mouth, so to speak. Um he was pictured wearing a an own T-shirt, uh, which is One American News Network, which is um, viewed as a far, far right news network. I hadn't heard of them until I saw the T-shirt. Uh, and, you know, Chuba Hubbard and all kinds of players were outraged over it. And, uh, you know, they came out with apologies and whatnot. Josh, what is your view? We'll start with you, buddy. What's your view on this whole entire situation? Ah. Uh... Man, I'm liking how you had to hit me first. We can so start when, with Brandon. If not so right. when I'm completely wrong, then y'all can be like, man, glad it was him first. <laughs> um, you know, I'm kind of on the fence on both ways. He was just out fishing. I mean, he wasn't even really, he wasn't even supposed to be f- photographed. He was just out fishing with, I think, maybe his kids or something like that. Um, it wasn't like he was trying to just produce you know fame or wasn't trying to really put it off for everybody to see but Colin Coward I I listened to him the other day and he was talking about it and I love the way he said it Colin Coward is one of my favorite uh, analysis commentators TV personalities because he said that you know you're going to make some people mad and then some people's going to love you Um, Mike Gundy I guess maybe shouldn't have wore what he did um, I'm not going to say it's absolutely wrong, but it did discourage some of his players and it made some people upset. So he did apologize. I don't know where the school's going to go with it, but so Brandon, I'll let you talk about it. So I'm not the only stupid person right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, it's kind of a touchy subject right now. I mean, like you said, he did come out and apologize and, um, him and Chuba Herbert, you know, kind of had that that video they did together where where he apologized and it looks like Chuba Hubbard accepted it. But uh, I mean, I don't know. You you got to have a little more self awareness than that, I guess. You know, I mean, you're you're head football coach, Oklahoma State. I mean, in in the day that we live in, you know, in today's world, we don't have very much privacy. Any everything, anything, and everything almost goes on social media all the time. So, yeah, I think he should have had a little more social awareness. But, I mean, I, I just – I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Our problem is we're from – I mean, we're from West Virginia. Uh, One American News is not a big production here. I hadn't even heard Yeah, I've never heard of it. So yeah, so we're talking about this, and we really don't know what One American News really even produces or what they even – we know they're you know very, very, very conservative, but we don't exactly know what that means. But like he said, once I learned how that the network felt about Black Lives Matter, I was disgusted. So apparently um, it's – it's not it's not acceptable and it was wrong for him to wear it but like i said i don't know much about this network so i can't really blame blame uh anybody well um i actually watched a clip from you know one american news network after all this broke out and you guys know uh i'm a i'm a supporter of black lives matter you know i'm all behind them and just some of the stuff they said about him it was really really off-putting i can understand why a player would be upset with their coach wearing that shirt um honestly i was expecting gundy to lose his job i mean because if you if you look back at this guy's track record he's always bringing unnecessary attention to the school like his COVID 19 comments a few months ago that he had his i'm a man i'm 40 then he doesn't you know quote unquote give a rat's ass about twitter that whole rant and i just think he's gonna he's gonna keep on and he's gonna slip up one time and they're not gonna be able to keep him 
Yeah. What? What is that? What's it? What did the shirt say? Like, what was it exactly? It just had the One American News Network logo on it. Oh, is that what it said? Like, I, I thought it was like own, like it was O W. No, O-A-N. no, it's yeah, One American News. O W N uh, is Oprah Winfrey Network. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's not it. <laughs> um, so, uh, Clark, you actually watched some of the clips and the the. I mean, they are against Black Lives and things oh, like that. Oh, hardcore! Some of the stuff they said just made it made me uncomfortable watching it. Like, I completely uh, understand why Hubbard was upset with him and that Amen. Uh, his, the linebacker they have, I'm not going to try to butcher his last name, but I can definitely understand why these players would be outraged with their the leader of this program, the CEO of the Cowboys, wearing this T-shirt. And, I mean, he has to be more self-aware of what he's doing. I mean, I know Gundy's this, you know, like, hot shot and, you know, got the mullet and everything. But, dude, like, not in today's time. You, you have to be careful. Okay. I retract everything I said because, like I said, I didn't know much about the network, but if they're that far right and they're – I mean, they're against all lives matter and other people, then, yeah, definitely. He shouldn't be wearing that, and he should have been punished for it. Honestly, just between us, I really thought he was on the verge of getting fired, and the Cowboys were about to tank this season. And everybody, you know, I thought it was going to happen. I mean, do you guys think, I mean, I know it's like a freedom of speech thing, but do you guys think it's a fireable offense? I think it's different that, I mean, if, like I said, I don't know what they say. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like I know what they say. I have no care to really look and see what they have to say. Um, but, I mean, if it's like a Fox News shirt or if it's a CNN shirt, I mean, we still have rights. People, And that's what Colin Coward was saying was we still have rights. We can still say what we want to. Uh, and everybody has their own opinion. But now if your opinion is just completely wrong and it hurts others, then, yeah, it shouldn't, you know, you should be punished for it. Um, but my question is where is this going to end? Like, where are we going to stop? Like, what we can wear, what we can say, what we can do. Yeah, I think I think the thing that people are are thinking about with Mike Gundy is, I mean, he's he's a head coach in college football for a Division One program, and I mean, he has a lot of black players on his team that he coaches and stuff. So I think it's kind of different for him, you know where he's in charge of the whole football team. Do you see what I'm saying? It'd be, you know, different if I was photographed with that shirt on, which I wouldn't be. But I I believe with a man, you know, with with his job title and his position and stuff, I believe it's a little bit different for him. Yeah, that was the whole reason I thought, you know, he's going to lose his job is because, you know, he has this prestigious position. I mean, like, you look at someone like Neil Brown, like the guy – like the guy – he never says anything wrong. Only thing he, that man ever wears is a Mountaineer pullover. And then you got Gundy out here just, you know, doing Lord knows what. And I just, honest, I'm still shocked he wasn't fired. I mean, I, I've i said that probably like five times already, but I really am. <coughs> I know that was probably yeah, a that... mess of what I just said, but I was just getting my point across. I'm he He needs to act better. Yeah, well, then a lot of people they think of it too. Also, is that you know if 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 they didn't make a big deal about it, if Chuba Hubbard wouldn't have said anything, I mean, would he had actually came out and apologized or or anything like that? Do you, you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like a lot of people think like, well, the only reason he's apologized is because he was called out. Which I honestly, if if I kind of agree with that. I mean, if Chuba never said anything, the Gundy probably under the rug, like you know, whatever. I mean, if yeah, it was mm-hmm. just, like, fans on Twitter calling him out, I think it would just be, you know, water under the bridge, you know, whatever. Just, it'd be over by now. Yeah, and isn't uh, – I mean, wasn't Hubbard one of the – was he the nation's leading – yeah, he was the rushing uh, leader for the country. Yeah, 2,094 yards. So, yes. would – I mean, would Mike Gundy really care if, just say, his third-string quarterback was mad? But when you got the nation's leading running back, probably a top – I mean, if he's going to go pro, then he's going to be a top draft pick. So, if it wasn't somebody that significant, would he have cared? That's a legitimate question. Yeah, yeah, that's a real good question. But, I mean, like you said, you, you got a man, Chuba Hubbard, uh, comes in, one of the Heisman front runners this year. Probably would have been a first-round draft pick this year, but he chose to come back to Oklahoma State. Yeah. So, and I mean, 
let's face it, I mean, especially, you know, with football programs of Division One football, I mean, football, they bring in the money and stuff. And when your star player's not happy, uh, I mean, I don't care if you're the head coach or not, you, I mean, you got to do what you got to do to keep your players. Yeah, I mean, on our perspective, if you think about that, um, that would be like if it was Bob Huggins. I'm not saying he would, but I'm saying if if, if it would have been Mountaineers, Bob Huggins and, you know, uh, Culver would have said, you know, would have been mad and he just quit. That's a huge dent in our team. If um, if Deggie was mad about something and just quit, I mean, th- that's a huge hit for the team. And I'm glad that they could work it out. I hope everything – I know there's still going to be hard, you know, some hard feelings between them. Um, but I do hope that they can work it out. And Yeah, I think it was more of just, you know, just trying to save face, not cause a big distraction to the football program and just to keep things rolling. I mean, like I said, it all goes back to what I said before. If, if it wouldn't have been brought to anyone's attention or if it wouldn't have been a star running back like Josh, you know, alluded to, would we even be talking about it or would he, you know, still be wearing that shirt or, or something like that? So, you know, I hate to bring it back, but it's kind of like the NASCAR situation. Um, I know Brandon's going to know what I'm talking about. Whenever Kyle Larson said the word that he did, and he was automatic, he was immediately fired. Sponsors were taken away. Um, I mean, that's the same way it is with college football. Uh, technically, they're not sponsored by anybody, um, but they could lose a lot of support. He deserves punishment if you know for the things that he you know he's doing. And obviously, if it wasn't a sincere apology then why apologize? Cause you really didn't mean it. Yeah. Just trying to keep his job. Yeah. So Josh, how's the baseball podcast coming along? <clears throat> Man, I'm glad you asked uh, our baseball podcast, take the hill. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, take the hill 42. Uh, it's three just young guys. It's me, which I consider myself still young, 26. Um, <laughs> but it's me. It is Nash Meadows. It is Sean Meadows. They are two brothers that love baseball. Um, we've only, we've had two episodes now we're going through certain position players and we're also talking about different divisions and we're just talking kind of like we do on here. We just talk about different things, but it's going well. I've had a lot of feedback on it, a lot of comments, good comments. Um, so I thank everybody for the support of that, but it is going really well. So thank you for asking Brandon. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I, I listened to the first episode. I haven't listened to the second one yet. I mean, I didn't grow up watching baseball. But, I mean, I, I watch sports enough that I know baseball and I know a lot of, you know, especially like the big-time players and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, man, I listened to the first episode. It was a good listen. Yeah. Um, and also, actually, Sean just told me that he has some maybe some buddies that don't know much about baseball either. Um, so we might even have just a, a one podcast or something alluding to just basics for baseball to kind of get people that's never watched it or doesn't know understand um pitch counts or anything like that so we're going to try to put that on air as well so i would encourage people that either don't like baseball or never watched baseball that would be something good for you guys yeah yeah like i said i've i've you know i watch sports center enough yeah. you know with, with baseball highlights you know i know like you know the you know the walks and the pitch count and things like that and a six four three double play things like that but um I mean, what do you think is going to happen with baseball? It seems like the NBA, I mean, well, besides, you know, what Kyrie Irving's saying, but the NBA has, has a day. It seems like the NHL has everything together and stuff. It's you know, Rob Manfred, buddy. He's got a mess on his hands. Manfred has ruined a lot of baseball. He is the commissioner of MLB. Uh, he's almost like a Roger Goodell. Like, he does some – I'm not going to say he's terrible. He does some good things, but a lot of things are just like, what were you thinking? And um, he does remind me of Roger Goodell for the NFL commissioner. But um, I actually haven't seen – I heard Clark say something about baseball might be starting back, but I actually haven't seen yep. that today. Yeah, let um, me uh, pull up the tweet real quick. I saw it earlier. One okay. Because the last yeah. I had seen, they, they weren't agreeing at all on it. And the players – I mean, they said, you know, 18, I think, players, well-known okay. players like Mike Trout and them were saying, let's play. All right, this is from John Heyman, an uh, insider in MLB Network. He tweeted this at 2.23 today, breaking. MLB and Players Union are closing in on an agreement to play the 2020 season via players. Deal expected to be for prorated pay and include expanded playoffs. Okay. That's good news. That's great. 
Yeah, so it looks like there's going to be a season. I'm guessing probably like, what, 80 games or something like that? Is that what they've been talking about? I think I, – I saw something today too. I think it was – I think maybe 60 games is what they were talking about. Yeah, there's been the throw around of 80 games. There's been a throw around of 50 games. Um, so, I mean, I love baseball. It's one. It's actually one of my favorite sports. I can sit and watch it all day. Um, so, I just want baseball back, kind of like college football. Can't wait till it starts. Man, I've been I've been watching like the pump ups of college football on YouTube for the last three days. I don't know. I'm just in the mood for it, man. I'm ready for it to be back. But uh, MOB uh, looks like they're going to get a seat. I think they'll get the deal done. I mean, I've had faith the entire time. I mean, there's no shot they're going to let all that potential money go to waste. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, they would be losing millions. I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars if they didn't have a season at all. So, and this this part can be like edited out. But Brandon, man, I gotta commend you. You did an awesome job editing last week. Oh well, I'm not gonna leave this part out. <laughs> you did an awesome job editing, man. Like it was, it was, it made me look like a weakling. I mean, like you had it up in three hours when it takes me three weeks. Nah, man, it's all good. You said you had like 34 splits, and I usually have two or three. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I was. Nah, man, I I enjoyed it, buddy. It was it was fun. I don't I don't know if I'll get up as quick. I should have it up tomorrow, but I don't know if I gotta hey get up at three in the morning and go to work. But yeah, man, I should I should have this one up by tomorrow. So, man, it was impressive. And then you put that part in at the beginning. I'm embarrassed. Nah. all right so guys if um you know if you guys read voice of morgantown you guys can see i put an article out the other day talking about the future schedule for mountaineer football future schedules um actually they just added robert morris to 2025 which you know whoop you freaking do but you know the the schedule from 2021 to 2025 is pretty impressive um uh old rivalries with uh even Maryland, Pitt, Penn State, Virginia Tech. Um, you know, I, I'm very much so looking forward to it. Uh, Brandon, we'll start with you here. Um, you had the opportunity to look at the schedules and the games that are coming up. Uh, which game or which series on the schedule are you most looking forward to? Uh, for me, it has to be the Virginia Tech one. I mean, I remember watching, you know, West Virginia Virginia Tech play growing up. So I'm I'm really excited about it. We talked about this in the last episode. I have a lot of my family members that are Virginia Tech fans, so it's going to be fun watching that game with them, rather, you know, if we're at the stadium or just watching it on TV. And, I mean, the fact that uh, I'm going to go to both games, but on one of them only got to travel 40 minutes to it. I mean, that's awesome. So, you know, just right down the road to Blacksburg. But, yeah, man, I mean, just, just such a great rivalry. West Virginia, Virginia Tech, if, you know, some of the newer fans, if you if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and watch some of those old old games. You can find a lot of them on YouTube. And, I mean, just the, just the intensity of the games, the robbery, the trash talking, all of that, it's, it's, it's awesome. So, yeah, I'm absolutely looking forward to the Virginia Tech game. Do you have a series you're not really looking forward to or even just a single game? Uh... I'm not really – I mean, the Robert Morris one kind of threw me off a little bit. I mean, I didn't even know they had a football team. I knew they had a basketball team. So, uh, that one kind of threw me off for a little bit. But uh, other than that, I mean, I'm I'm excited about all of them. Josh, what about you, man? You have one you're excited for? Uh, I'm actually going to – I'm going to kind of go piggybacking off of Brandon. Uh, I'm really excited about the – Virginia Tech as well because you know where we live we are really close to Virginia Tech and there's a lot of Virginia Tech fans around us my grandfather is one and so I would love to rub it in his face every day that West Virginia won um hey didn't didn't you used to be one too hey we don't talk about that we're not supposed to bring that up (laughs) um but no actually one that I'm really excited about is Penn State Uh, I've got a lot of buddies that I went to college with that are Penn State fans and they talk trash all the time about how Penn State's so great um and I'm excited to play them because I know well before my time, we used to play Penn State every year. And Penn State used to, as my dad used to say, that they used to destroy us every year uh, back in the Paterno, you know, his glory days. And then we started c- kind of competing with them, and they they took us off schedule. Um, 
so I'm pretty excited to play for Penn or play against Penn State. And then, um, as Brandon said about a team, a game that we're not, I'm not looking forward to is 2023. You have Penn State, and then you have Duquesne. Like Duquesne, really? <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, the game that I'm kind of. Do I think I'm almost positive Duquesne's out of Pittsburgh? They are. They yeah. They're right in the so middle. So we're of playing Pittsburgh. three straight Pitts. We're playing Penn State, Duquesne, and Pitt that year. Yeah, but I mean, you got you're gonna have a lot of fans at that game. I mean, right there yeah. in Pennsylvania. I don't know. I don't know which games are home or which ones are away. But <clears throat> well, guys, I will say this: I'm disappointed. None of you, neither of you, said that Pitt was the one series you're looking forward to. That yeah, is the I'm, one series I'm looking forward to. I miss playing Pitt. Yeah, it, it's just. I mean, I, I like to pick. I've been to a West Virginia Pitt game when when. Uh, Pat White and Steve Slayton was playing. I can't remember what year. I think I want to say 2005, I believe. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited about that game too. But that Virginia Tech rivalry, I think it just, like I said, being down here in Southern West Virginia, where there is a lot of Virginia Tech fans, also, I think that one right there is going to be the one that has everyone talking. You know, you can. I know Mountaineer fans will hate me, but Pitt. When I was a kid, yeah, we played them a lot, but I don't even really remember them because we haven't played them in so long. I'm not going to say the rivalry has died because it obviously has, and we still hate their guts. But <laughs> we haven't played them in a long time. We need that to build yeah. back before it's going to be like, man, I can't wait for that. We haven't played them in, since 2011. We yeah. beat them by one point. I was a senior in high school when that happened, so like, I hardly remember – I hate to say that, but I hardly remember us even really playing pits. So that doesn't really hit a hit a factor in me. But one beautiful thing is we play freaking Kansas, Kansas State every year, and we're going to beat them. <laughs> I really don't understand your hatred for <laughs> Kansas. I'll never get it. Like, I'll, look, I mean, there are Big 12 rivals, sure, but I had the utmost respect for Bill Snyder and what that man did for that program. He stayed man. too long. He might have stayed too long, but damn it, he left his imprint on that program. Clark, and I respect Clark, him for it. Clark, but, if you want to boost up Kansas State, make a Kansas State podcast. We're not here for that. <laughs> I'm not trying to boost up <laughs> Kansas State. I'm boosting up their retired coach. Chris Kleiman's a joke. Neil Brown's going to run circles around him. He already has. I'm just saying, Bill Snyder, I respect the man. Um, Something else about our schedule that is kind of exciting, I think it's exciting, is we don't play Oklahoma at the very end of the season. We've kind of knocked that off. We play them either second to last or we play them even mid, you know, middle part of the season. So I'll tell you another big thing is is that Alabama series that we're going to have, you know, a uh, uh, home and home series. And Alabama, usually they don't play those. Those out of conference games, they're usually either at Alabama or they're at a neutral site. I mean, I remember when we played them and it was, uh, what was it, the Chick fil A kickoff? Yeah. That yeah. kickoff weekend in, uh, in Atlanta. And, um, so, I mean, that's that's just something that Alabama usually doesn't do. So, and, you know, I know we're looking way down the road. What is that, 2025? But, anyways, I mean, recruits look at that stuff, too. Like, oh, okay, well, if I go to West Virginia, I'm going to get a chance to play against Alabama. So, two, you know, twice. So, I mean, I think that right there is a very big deal. I don't know if Saban kind of did that just because of his roots here in West Virginia or what, but that right there was a great job, Shane Lyons, getting that scheduled. You know, like, but the the thing you're talking about saving is like that's six seven years. He might be gone by then. By God, we can only hope, know, man, that Alabama's dethroned by then. I'm so tired of them. Um, but one beautiful thing was I remember when we played them, we lost what thirty three to twenty three. I think was the score. Yeah, it was only ten points. Yeah, and Clint Trickett balled out that game too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was at uh, a Bible college, and of course, we didn't have we could have TVs for games and stuff in our dorms, but we didn't have cable. So I had to go to the student center, and of course, a few of my buddies were like, Oh, they're going to get killed. You know, it's West Virginia against Alabama, and everybody's making fun. They were playing pool and some other stuff, and I sat there and watched that whole game by myself. And then towards the end, you know, when it was a game, everybody started coming by and was like, Man, what's West Virginia? How's what West Virginia? So games like that really are you know, publicity if we can hang on or if we can win. Yeah, I remember that I'm, That game, the particular moment where I'm like, daggone, we have a chance here, is when Mario Alford returned that kickoff. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember that. I was trying to remember which player it was that returned it, but. 
Yeah, I'm like, man, we got a ball game here. I, I think it, it's even came across my Facebook memories that I posted. We have a daggone ball game. Which, I mean, me personally, the Alabama series, I'm going to that game in Morgantown. Tuscaloosa, though, we're, I mean, we'll be lucky if we can compete there. I mean, look, it's different playing them at a neutral site at Alabama. Um, it's just, it's a prayer. I mean, that's going to be a tough one. I don't care who, what players we have, who's coaching where. It's going to be tough. Clark, you kind of mentioned it. Uh, just a side factor. Do you think Nick Saban will be there in twenty twenty five? I mean, he's like he's getting older. Um, if I had to guess right now, my honest opinion, probably not. Yeah. I mean, just because if I'm not mistaken, he's pushing seventy years old, and I mean, I just I don't see him being there because I mean, I think by then he'll have another championship or two under his belt. And I think he'll be content with stepping away. Yeah. What else does he have to prove? Yeah, I mean, the guy's been straight – what was it, 2009 he won his first championship there? I and don't know. He, he's been absolutely smoking since then. And now he's got Clemson competing with him and LSU's kind of rising, Ohio State. I mean, these teams are only going to get better. And I think if he gets one or two more championships, he's going to be like, you know what, I've done left my mark. I'm walking away. Yeah, but I, I believe when he does, I don't think the program's going to fall off that much, though, if if any at all. Because, I mean, look at how many offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators who are now head coaches, you know, in college football. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is Kirby Smart for Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think whoever whoever replaces Saban, I think they're going to keep on going. Just great recruiting classes and, you know, still 10, 11 win seasons. Oh, absolutely. They're not going to fall off at all. I mean, it's still Alabama. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's still, a, that's still a big get for West Virginia to have a home-and-home home series. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, guys, I was actually kind of looking at the schedule for 2027 because we still have an opening for that. And us and Marshall – have an opening for the same weekend in the non-conference slate. Wouldn't it be something if they just scheduled a one-off series with the herd? Ah, that's seven years away. Uh, that's <laughs> seven years of not playing each other. That's seven years of me still thinking Marshall's a high school team. They are absolutely a high school team. So I, just, I want them on the schedule to shut them up. That's it. That's all. I, I mean, I, that's the only reason I campaign for it. Seven years, man, that's just tough to really care. I hate to say that, but seven years away, who knows who's going to be your players? Who knows what the country's going to be into? I mean, <laughs> that's a long time from now. And not trying to not trying to get off topic, but I, I know that they're going to have that uh, TBT, the basketball tournament. No, yeah. And I don't know if y'all saw or not, but West Virginia opens up with Marshall's team. What, was it Heard Dad or something? Yeah, that's the yeah, tackiest something like name that. I've ever heard. Does Marshall even have any great players that's ever played except for Hassan Whiteside? The Elmore guy. Yeah, yeah, he's on that team, but I, I think they got a couple of players who play who didn't play at Marshall but still on that team. So But the thing is Best Virginia is gonna mop the four four with them, so Yeah, I hope you're right. Are are those games on ESPN? Yeah, uh, they're going to be on, yeah, I see like ESPN, ESPN2. It's like the family, like the ESPN family networks. But, yeah, the first game's July the 5th. They'll play Heard That. And then if they win that game, they will play. Uh, it's actually Floyd Mayweather's team that he put one in called the Money Team. And Devin Williams plays on that team. He didn't come back to Best Virginia. He played, he went and played with on Floyd Mayweather's team. Didn't know that. Yep. Devin Williams, he, this this off top, he's one of the glasses, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rebounder. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. He played he played for Best Virginia last year, but from what I, I don't know if I read it right or not, but I believe Floyd Mayweather, everybody that agreed to play on his team, he went ahead and paid him a hundred thousand dollars. So Can I play? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Man. Well, um, I saw that article by Athlon Sports. I know, Clark, you, that's your favorite uh, article company, news anchors. Um, yeah, I, actually, yeah, I love that Athlon. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, seriously, yeah. Um, Athlon didn't have 
West Virginia even in the top 25, where would you think that we'd probably be ranked or should be in the top 25? Uh, basketball? No, football. This is football. 2020 I mean, preview. Preseason? No, we shouldn't be ranked. We I mean, Coming off five and seven year, we don't deserve it. Where would you uh, rank us? Uh, Right now, probably like 50. Okay. Brandon, where do you think you'd rank us? Um, I definitely wouldn't. I I wouldn't have us in the top twenty-five. I would say uh, Clark's pretty close, around fifty. I was thinking anywhere between the forty to fifty range, just because of how we ended the season. But um, but yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Shouldn't be in the top twenty-five, but I would not be surprised if at some point this year we do crack the top twenty-five. Hey, I just got the update on my phone. NCAA approved six-week practice plan for football beginning in July. Man, we got breaking news to talk about as it's happening. Yeah. Do, you, do we have like a do we have like a special sound for that or anything? Or? <laughs> I think that's trademarked already. Okay, here we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So actually, we just got some breaking news, guys. Uh, this came across my phone. Uh, this is according to ESPN's Heather Denich. I guess that's how you pronounce her name. Good news. Okay, I'm, this is quoting straight from the article. The NCAA Division One Council on Wednesday approved a six-week practice plan that begins in July and will transition teams from the current voluntary workouts amid the coronavirus pandemic to the typical mandatory meetings and preseason camps to prepare for the 2020 season. All right, guys, what do you what do you what y'all's views on this? Y'all think this is a good sign? Oh yeah, it's absolutely a good sign. It's a great sign. It's another step closer to. Um to having this college football season start on time. You know, I was getting kind of worried. I mean, we it seems like daily I, I read reports or tweets or about more players testing positive for the coronavirus. But it looks like, the you know, despite that, the NCAA is moving forward. I mean, of course, you're going to have still the, um, you know, try to do the social distancing and the regulations, things of that sort. But, yeah, man, that's great news. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Brandon. That's exciting news. Uh, pumped for it. Um because the awesome thing is that it's it's finally like, hey, it's starting. It's not a, oh yeah, we might start or you know whatever. It's hey, we're starting. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, like I, 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 Josh's point of view is exactly how I feel. I mean, ever since this pandemic started, people have been like, man, is it going to be college football? Is it going to start on time? Is it going to be spring? Is it going to be canceled altogether? I have grown so doggone sick of hearing about that. Yeah, and. Just to hear this, to hear that they are on track to start the season on time, I love it. I think by September we will be more accustomed to the virus and we'll be able to, you know, kind of navigate around it more. I think this is great news. I I think it's happening. Well, Brandon, I think Clark's doing something else. Um, NASCAR has had a few races. What are you thinking about the season? Are you excited and how it's going so far? Uh, Yeah, it's it's taking – you know, getting some used to the the midweek races. I like them, but it's um, kind of throws me off a little bit. It's just, it still kind of feels weird, you know, with the season. Of course, it, you know, it doesn't feel normal having fans without fans in the stands. But, you know, the race here at Talladega this weekend, they are going to have 5,000 fans, you know, allowed, allowed to attend. So that right there will be nice. But I don't know, man. It's just, you know, as we alluded to it before, we're both big Kyle Busch fans, and he's just – its something's missing this year with him. Yeah, I'm not sure what yeah. it is, but – Cool, because he's wrecking people? Uh, it, was, it, one it was one race, buddy. One race. <laughs> hey, I actually hey. saw that, so yeah. And then two weeks uh, – Listen to me, Clark. Name the track where that happened at. Um, blah, 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 blah. What, what yeah, what yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Now, name what? the – who was it he wrecked? <laughs> He wrecked Chase Elliott. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then who did Chase? Look, look, my, my dad's a big NASCAR guy, but was it Martinsville? No, it was, uh, was it Darlington or Charlotte? It was Charlotte. Okay. I said Charlottesville. I mean, that's close enough. It's not Charlottesville. Not Charlottesville, Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm aware. I'm just saying it's close enough. There is oh, nothing my. good that's come out of Charlottesville. Yes, that's a hit on you, Virginia Cavaliers. Oh, my bad. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Josh Cox. Former I tell pastor you, blowing smoke. Let's go. Let's go. I don't care who I make mad. Just kidding. Yeah. I love you guys, but I don't love Virginia. Sorry. <laughs> um, but hey, Brandon, you had a good point though that 
actually at Miami Homestead, where they just raced, they had a thousand fans. They're going to have five thousand fans at Talladega Sunday for the big race. Can that allude to maybe having some fans at West Virginia games? Absolutely. Let's go. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, said so you guys think it's going to be season ticket holders only? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm in the game, boys. Let's go. I think there's a big. I think there was a border or like something that came up though. It said all season ticket holders except for Clark Johnson. Son of a bleep this out. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, but for real, actually, our season ticket uh, numbers were actually down this year because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was over 25,000 last year, and we hit 13-2 this year. But, I mean, I, of course, the virus had something to do with it. Oh, it had a lot to do with it. Um, yeah. You know, we get our tickets off some – I'm not going to name one here, but, you know, we get our tickets off somebody that goes to our church, Clark, and um, – I've got a few off of him, too. Yeah, and uh, he even told us, he said, we're not going to do it this year just for a simple fact of everything's going on and things. So, I mean, it's, the virus has definitely affected it. Yeah, I was going to buy his Oklahoma tickets, but he, you know, he's an, he's older. So, I mean, I completely understand and completely support his uh, decision, you know. Yeah. Completely, I mean, like, absolutely. If if you are high risk, do not go to games this season. Yeah. that That is a terrible idea. But – I mean, going with NASCAR, what they're going with, I do think there will be at least some fans in the stands this year. Um, well, there has been some kind of bickering back and forth. Um, two of the elite basketball players right now, LeBron James wants to play basketball, says they should play basketball. It'll give them some peace. It'll give them some help. Um, but then on the other side of it, Kyrie Irving said that they shouldn't play it um, for Black Lives Matter. So the NBA season is kind of – distraught right now what they should do whether play or whether they shouldn't play um brandon or clark i mean do you have any opinions on if you'd like to see basketball back if you'd care to see basketball back or any opinion on it yeah i mean i would love to see basketball back but i think the thing that i even saw with Kyrie irving is that he's actually wanting to start his own league you know get nba players in that I mean, i'm not sure where that's coming from but i think I don't really think it's going to have any kind of effect on it at all. I've seen a lot of players say, like, you know, if LeBron's playing, we're playing. He's kind of the leader of the NBA right now. So, I don't I don't see it really coming, you know, to anything more than what it is right now, just kind of, you know, Kyrie Irving stating what he wants to happen. But in my opinion, I believe that, that you know, the NBA season will start July 31st and Kyrie Irving will play. Okay, so Josh, you asked, uh, what was it again? Uh, I mean, kind of, you know, the two, I mean, they're pretty elite players. You got Kyrie Irving, you got LeBron. They're kind of not really disputing, but one says we should play, the other one says we shouldn't play. Uh, I mean, I know you're not a big, huge NBA fan at all, but would you, if for sports, you know, for a matter of sports, would you want to see the NBA back or you think they should set out? Okay, so they are disputing this over Black Lives Matter, correct? Yes. Okay, so I personally believe basketball, bringing it back, would be the best way to give these players a platform to protest. Everybody's going to be watching the games. Everybody's going to be tuned in, and they're going to be able to see these players protest. And I'm assuming I'm siding with LeBron right now, right? Yeah, he's wanting to play. Yeah, I side with LeBron fully. I fully support Black Lives Matter. I fully support playing. And I mean, Kyrie, I can understand his point of view, but I side with LeBron Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of indifferent. Uh, I see both of their points. There is some basketball players that are saying, "No, we, I won't play even if we do have a uh, NBA season." I see a lot of players that say, "Hey, we're playing no matter what. If LeBron's playing, I'm playing." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Patrick I would... Beverly tweeted that. I saw that. Who was it? Patrick Beverly. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, I think it was Lou Williams that said, I'm not playing. I'm staying out. I think I'm not exactly for sure. Um, he's been sixth man of the year for quite a few years. And I mean, he's a 20 point guy. So he's, he's, he's a stud in the NBA as well. Um, but I've seen, you know, different opinions, but I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, if we have an NBA season, I'll definitely be watching. I'll be tuned in to see what's going to happen, uh, to support their, support their cause. If there's not an NBA season, I understand completely. Um, so it's kind of, you know, if they have it, they have it. If they don't, I just hope it doesn't cause a big division um, between NBA players. 
Well, the thing that's getting me is that I'm pretty sure what I read, it said that Kyrie Irving's kind of wanting to start his own league with NBA players. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. I mean, I just, I don't understand it. Isn't he also a flat earther? Yeah. 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 And also KD, uh, Kevin Durant already said, I am not coming back this year. It doesn't matter what happens. He's not playing. So yeah, that's but his the, was more injury-related, yeah, which I can, yeah. I can understand. But for Kyrie Irving, his point probably is, I have no help whatsoever, so we're not going to make it very far in the playoffs anyway. Um, so it's like, why would we play anyway? But you got a contender in like LeBron. You got Kawhi at the Clippers. Uh, I mean, you got uh, the Greek freak at the Bucks. I mean, these guys are obviously going to want to play because they've got a good chance. But I can see someone that's, you know, don't have as good of a chance because your team's not as stacked. Uh, like, hey, I don't want to play. Let's just wait till next year. But either way, I hope it doesn't cause any kind of division between the NBA. Uh, we need unity between all of us. All lives matter. Um, so we definitely don't need any division. So does that mean that none of the Charlotte Hornets want to play this year? Well, they have no they have no reason because they're not even mentioned in the top nine teams in the East. So it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, if they want to play or if they want to play. Are, are the Bulls aren't coming back either? Are I, no, the Bulls are way out. The Bulls are their season bad. has been over for a long time. The Bulls have been out of it since Derrick Rose got hurt. Yeah, and that was like early two thousands or mid two thousands. I actually watched the NBA. I was a big Bulls fan when they had Derrick Rose, Joaquin Noah. Um, who else? They had. Uh, the wall dang and yeah. All, I mean, I used to watch. I loved it whenever they played the series. They would play. Seemed like every year, uh, no matter what round, they played the Celtics. And the Celtics mm-hmm. had Paul Pierce, Rajon Rondo, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen, and they would lose to them in Game Seven every freaking year. And I absolutely hated the Celtics. Well, that's also when LeBron started coming up. Whenever Ray Allen and all of them were together. Um, but, yeah, Derrick Rose, his rookie, had one of the greatest rookie seasons of all time. And then it was either his second or his third year that he got severely injured. And it was – I mean, he's still a stud. He plays for Detroit Pistons right now. He's having a great comeback year this year. But it's hard to tell how great that kid would have been if he would have been – if he would have been healthy the rest of his career. Yeah, he was he was fun to watch. A very explosive player. I mean, he could get down to court and – I mean, it seemed like he can get down the court in like four dribbles, yeah. and I mean, he could jump through the roof. Uh, he was he was he was fun to watch. I, I remember watching him when he played at Memphis, yeah, back in college. He was fun to watch back then too. So, yeah, it's it's good to see it. You know, like he's bounced around from a few teams, but you know, he's he's still a decent player, but he's a shell of what he used to be. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I can only name like the Bulls now. I can name like one player, Zach Levine. Well, actually, too, Laurie Markkinen. Other yeah. than that, absolutely nobody. I don't know anybody on the Bulls anymore. Can't even name their coach now. I know it's the bald dude, and he's awful. They used to have Thibodeau, but, I mean, I think he got fired from the Timberwolves, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, like, that, that organization has just tanked. Yeah, they had Thibodeau. He's a defensive mind. He's not very good on offense, obviously. But, I mean, they got Chris Dunn. Uh, they used to have Pop, Bobby Porter. Uh, I mean, they got a couple young players. They got Colby White. I remember, you know, from North Carolina. Mm. Um, so they got some. They got some studs coming up, but it's still going to be. They're still. I mean, they're about like the Hornets right now. It's. It's not something to be like. Yeah, I can't wait to go to that game and watch it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't ever since Derrick Rose got hurt. I haven't even watched NBA really. Well, I, I, I did. I did watch the Raptors last year. Yeah, but that was a championship against a team that didn't have anything left. Hey, at least they lost. I mean, at least the Warriors lost. I'll stick up and win it. Oh, I love the Warriors. Oh, I don't love the Warriors, but I love Steph Curry. So I'm always. But when KD got hurt, Clay Thompson got hurt, Draymond was, you know, being Draymond stupid. Um, they didn't have anything left. So, all right, I want this in the podcast. Um, Baker Mayfield will throw more interceptions than he does touchdowns. Shut up, Josh. I'm just saying. And Ryan Tannehill will be cut by midseason. Uh, that would be fine with me, except we can't because he's got a huge contract. And that was dumb because he's trash. Yep. Trash, trash. He's trash. Hey, uh, since we got some time, um, way too early Super Bowl prediction. Who you got, Clark? 
Oh boy, oh boy. I will say this Tampa Bay's not going this year. Ooh. I'm not not a believer in them. Not I I say it'll be year two for Tommy Boy down there. Um AFC uh you know, of course I want to say the Chiefs. But the Ravens are really good. I'm gonna say I'll say the Chiefs. I, I think I think Pat Mahomes is better than Lamar, and I think if they if they clash in the champ, AFC Championship game, I would definitely take Mahomes over Jackson. Um, NFC is the one that's wide open, but I just I don't see Tampa Bay going. I don't see New Orleans going. Um, San Francisco could go again, but I, I don't think they will. I think they're a one-off thing. Um, if I had to pick an NFC team going to the Super Bowl this season, I'm going to say the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, we don't care about that opinion. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. The AFC um... – I don't know. It's kind of hard. I kind of agree with Clark with that. It's kind of hard to go against the Chiefs. I mean, they kept pretty much everybody from that from last year's team. Patrick Mahomes is an absolute beast. Uh, they uh, they drafted that running back out of LSU. I'm pretty sure. And um, yeah, man, they're just good. Travis Kelsey, you know, Tyreek Hill. They're 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 all just just awesome to watch. It's their fun team to watch. So I'm going to go with the chiefs, the AFC and the NFC. Um, hmm, uh, I don't know. Seattle might have a chance. San Francisco's still tough. He's got a tough defense. I just don't know if Garoppolo can come through when they need him to. I'm going to say the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, so you're going NFC East also. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say Dallas Cowboys. Wow. I'm gonna explain. I want to explain my reasoning behind picking the Eagles real quick. Um, you know Isaiah, you know Brown that uh, who's supposed to be on our podcast. He's a big Eagles fan, and I'm going to be pulling for him all year. Just, just in his memory, I'm picking the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, to be honest though, I mean they've got all the things that they need to be good. They got a great offense and they got a pretty good defense. So I mean, it's not an it's not a far fetched uh, pick anyway. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going. <laughs> I'm going AFC Championship. I'm going Titans against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship again. Again, uh, yeah. Where's it going to be this time? Is it going to be an? Oh, Arrowhead it'll be a, no. It, yeah, it'll be an Arrowhead. Uh, Chiefs won't lose more than three games this year. Um, Chiefs will Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl again. I think they're going to be playing Seattle, uh, and I think Seattle might be your Super Bowl champions this year. I'd like to see that. I like Russell Wilson. Yeah, I don't mind that. If the Packers would have picked somebody other than Jordan Love in the first round, I might go with the Packers just because I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the most elite quarterbacks in the NFL. But I just I don't know. Like I think there's kind of a disconnect there. I'm think you know he's pretty pissed with the Packers right now drafting Jordan Love in the first round it could but. work both ways though you know Aaron Rodgers is a competitor they pissed him off they made him mad he might go out there and ball like nobody he might have the greatest season he's ever had with Aaron Rodgers I mean but. they were one game away from the Super Bowl last year yeah and I just and, and then you draft his replacement in the first round it just kind of Kind of threw me off a little bit, but and I know and trust me, I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan. I don't want people going on there and be like, "Oh, he's one of those Cowboys." This is our year. Now I, I could really care less about the Cowboys. I really care less about any NFL team. Uh, I I I bet on it. That's really all I do. I enjoy watching it just because I love betting on it. But I just if they can get Dak signed, get him happy. I think I think the Dallas Cowboys could make it this year. Okay, something I realized, none of us picked the Buccaneers. I think they'll be in the NFC Championship. You do? Yeah, I think they'll they'll either be – I mean, they've got a good defense. They've got a young defense, and they've got probably the best offense in the league right now. Uh, I'm even putting them against the Chiefs with offense. I, I want to say I think Tom Brady's about to fall off. You can't keep – I mean, he's so daggone old. 
he can't he can't do it forever. Okay, and I think I think the change of scenery is going to be bad for him. Yeah, I mean, I could agree. It's either going to be, I mean, it's either going to be really good. It just sounds stupid. It's either going to be really good because he's Tom Brady, he's the goat, or it's going to just be a terrible, terrible decision. But what? Well, go ahead, Brandon. No, I was going to say though that if Tampa Bay does make it into the playoffs this year, it would have to be a wild card because they are not going to beat the Saints in that division. Yeah, well, I mean, unless all these Saints players are pissed with Drew Brees. Nah, nah, that's that's water under the bridge, man. Yeah, but it doesn't matter who your quarterback is or how mad you are. If you're in the playoffs, they're going to you're you're going to be rooting on your team. You can't. Not I mean, really. that's look, guys. Yeah. The Browns aren't going to make the playoffs, so it's wide open for me. <laughs> Listen, I think just talking about that, and I know we're going we're going in depth with NFL talk real quick, but still, I mean, in that division, you have the Buccaneers, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers, right? Is that correct? Right. Yes. Okay. Well, thank the Falcons. They still have Matt Ryan. They still have Julio Jones. I know that there's a lot of room for improvement, but I think the talent's there. The Saints are still the Saints. They still have Drew Brees. They still have Taysom Hill that they'll bring in and run all kinds of formations and stuff. And uh, they're still very talented. The Panthers have Teddy Bridgewater. Let's let's not forget he was undefeated when he was with the Saints and came in for Drew Brees in that tough division. And um, Tampa Bay, I mean, you have Tom Brady. You never know with Tom Brady. Yeah, but the um... – Falcons lost Vic Beasley Jr., who was one of their edge rushers that had like 20-some sacks in the last two years. They lost him to the Titans. They lost Devontae Freeman um, in free or at free agency. They also lost um, Coleman last year, the running back. Matt Ryan had a god-awful season last year, so I don't see the Falcons being that good. The yeah, Panthers. but, I mean, the quarterback, yeah, Matt Ryan, he was not good last year. He could have a better year this year. They're bringing, in, good, Todd, yeah, they're bringing in Todd Gurley. Yeah, that's true. But I, I still don't think that – I think they'll be third. I don't – I mean, Panthers, I don't care who you are. If you pick the Panthers not to be fourth in that division, something's wrong with you. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not picking the Panthers or the Falcons to win that division or Tampa Bay. But the Saints, I mean, the Saints are going to win the division. Yeah. I'm just saying if Tampa Bay gets in, it's going to have to be in a wild card. Yeah. You know, wild yeah. card position. I don't think Tampa Bay makes it. I think they go 9-7 and seven and miss the playoffs. Uh, that defense is pretty good. And that offense, they got one of the most elite offenses ever. You got to look at Bruce Arians' offense, though. Can Tom Brady throw the deep ball? Because you look, you look at his um, – you know, highlights from last few years in New England. My gosh, it was screen, screen, five-yard slant. And yeah, but throwing. think about it. You've got Mike Evans, who is a top three receiver in NFL right now. He doesn't get the credit that he deserves. He has had Jameis Winston, who, yeah, he's thrown the ball to him a lot, but he is a top three, top four receiver in NFL. you got Chris Godwin, who is a major athlete, who had over 1,200 yards last year, I believe. I know he had over 1,000. You've got Rob Gronkowski coming back. You've got uh, Cameron Brake. You got OJ Howard. Um, you even got Ronald Jones, who was a rookie last year, who was pretty good. You've got that's you, one of the best you have. Offenses. He has all of Tom Brady has all of this now, but he's still missing one thing. He's missing Belichick, and I think Belichick's going to oh prove that. Gosh. I think Belichick's going to prove that he was the reason behind the dynasty See? in New England. I think it's the up the way around. Yeah. I think, I think Belichick's going to go fall with Josh completely off, and Tom Brady's going to show that he was the re- – I'm not saying he's going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. But I think you're going to see – yeah, I think the Saints will probably go like 13-3, and three, uh, 12 and 4. But I think the I think the Buccaneers, I agree with uh, you, Brandon, they're going to be a wild card. But it's still going to be like a 12-4 and four or like 11-5. and five. I, got, I you, mean, if they're going to make the wild card, I'd say 10-6. and six. You cannot underestimate – Tom Brady with Rob Gronkowski running that seam route down the middle. You can't stop it, buddy. You can't stop it. He's had a year to rest. He's, uh, I think he's he's excited. He's down here in Tampa. It's, you know, new coach, new new system, Bruce Arians. I mean, he likes to, you know, he likes to air it out. That's why Jameis Winston went 30 for 30 last year. 
So, I mean, like I said, I think Tampa Bay, they get in the playoffs. It's a wild card. They beat the Saints at least once this year. But I do agree with you, Clark, that Tom Brady is dropping off. You could see that last year with his stats, with his arm power. But it's not going to matter because they're going to run a a scheme around him. Um, And he's the greatest. I'm sorry. He's the greatest quarterback. Peyton Manning does not compare to Tom Brady. Um they're going. They're going to be good. They're going to be. They're going to be. Just got this on my phone. Three reasons the Cleveland Browns could shock the world in 2020. <laughs> Let's see. This site gives no reasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, needed change at head coach. All yeah. Right. Um, offensive line is upgraded. And entire roster is still like that. That doesn't mean anything. That's a dumb article. Just cut that out. That's stupid. If Tom Brady was at the Browns, they'd be in a Super Bowl. If Dak Prescott was at the Browns, they'd be in a Super Bowl. Oh, you shut your mouth. If Philip Rivers was in at the Browns, they'd be in a Super Bowl. Look, Josh, you better be glad I can't punch through the phone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Baker Mayfield is the most overrated. I used to lo- – see, the weird thing is I loved him in Oklahoma, but I can't stand him now. You hated him at Oklahoma, and now you love him now, which it, you should yeah, probably – it's probably better. Yeah, it's probably better that you liked him after he left but look, Oklahoma. The guy, the guy has the rookie record for passing touchdowns in this season. The guy <sighs> balled out the second half of his rookie season. And then last year, if you watch the film – Freaking Freddie Kitchens made him stay in the pocket when Baker is at his best outside the pocket. Ninety percent of the time, he was in the pocket trying to make, trying to force throws downfield. You got to let Baker get out of the pocket, make plays. Okay, receivers get open. But you don't see NFL is not a okay. You're, I know you're going to throw Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson is the only. No, thing I'm not going to throw Lamar Jackson. I'm going to throw Pat Mahomes at you. Have you seen what that man does? He doesn't do it all the time. He's not he out of the pocket 95 percent of the time. He does but it a lot. Lamar Jackson, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. Lamar Jackson will have three good years in the NFL. People will understand how to play defense against him just like they did uh, later on in Michael Vick's career. Also, just like they did RG3 when he got hurt. Um, he will be stopped after three years. Um, Baker Mayfield, yes, he runs around like a chicken cut off his head and throws the ball somehow and throws it 80 yards down the field and somehow somebody catches it. Probably because he has Odell Beckham Jr. But he is a terrible NFL quarterback. Nope. I disagree. I know you disagree, but nope. I'm going to go no, get the he is the He is better than Lamar Jackson. Brandon, did you hear that too? That wasn't just my hearing, was it? I think Brandon cut off. No, I'm going to go get a sandwich. So, while y'all <laughs> sit there and hash this out. <laughs> All right. Before we get too crazy – but I want to hear it. Where do you rank Baker Mayfield at? Top whatever, 10, top 15, top 5, whatever you say. Where do you rank him in current NFL quarterbacks? I mean, top 10. I'm not going to say top 5 or top. I mean. So I you don't think, even think Lamar Jackson's a top 10 quarterback? I was I was being sarcastic. No, you weren't. Oh, you Look, okay, if I had to put Baker, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably put Baker at 10 right now, okay? This year, he'll move up to 8, because I think he's going to get better under Kevin Stefanski. He's got a good offense, and I think, and, like, that was a problem last year. The Browns had no organization. They had no leader. They have organization now, and they have a proven leader. I mean, he's never been a head coach, but the guy's a good, good offensive coordinator. He, he has a... You know, head on his shoulders. I think they're going to be much better this year, and they're going to shock people. And I just hope they beat the Steelers because, yes, Steelers, I hate you. I mean, I agree with that one. The Steelers part, that's about it. But anyway. Look, I don't care if they go 2-14 and 14, as long as they beat the Steelers twice. That would be beautiful if they beat the Steelers twice and they went 2-14. and 14. I don't care if they went 2-14. and 14, Like <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, just as long as they beat the Steelers, I hate the Steelers. I think uh, people who are in West Virginia who are Steelers fans, I think it's just a generic choice. Like you have no creativity in your life, and I want them to beat the Steelers. The only reason that we have West Virginia fans that are Steelers fans is because their pat their dads or their grandpas were in the seventies with Teddy, uh, gosh, Bra- Terry Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw, 
and they won the four Super Bowls or three Super Bowls, wherever the heck it was. Terry four. Bradshaw threw for like 180 yards a game, but they say he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Come on. They had a solid defense. But that's the only reason that people like the Steelers is because of the 70s, where their dad or their grandpa talked about it. Once again, we're concluding another episode of One Voice Motown podcast. We thank you for tuning in. Uh, If you'd like to ask us any questions or if there's something that you'd like to talk about or hear about, uh, let us know. You can reach us at my Twitter handle is official underscore jcox33. You can reach Brandon. Yeah, it's um, oh, that's a good question. B L W V or B L W V thirty one. B L W V thirty one. That's it. All well, right, I know you... your handle and you don't. All right, hey, hey, real quick before we go on, <laughs> <laughs> that killed that. No, 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 it's all good. It's out there. Real quick, uh, big shout out to our listeners in Ireland, Germany, and what was the other one? Spain. Yeah, thank y'all. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. So that is three percent of our listening audience is over 